Hey guys, I'm Bethany. And I'm Dalton. And this is Looking for the Middle. Yeah, it is. It's the season finale of Looking for the Middle. Whoa. I know, it's your first full season. Hallelujah. It's co- oh, wait, you're glad it's over? No, I'm okay. just celebrating. We made it through. We did. You didn't kill I me. did not kill you. Actually, I may have thought about it a few times, but, yeah, but I that, never that actually did it. That goes into premeditated, and we've talked about <laughs> we this. We've talked about that's the premeditated part is what gets you. Anyway, that's more of a look into our behind-the-scenes conversations than anybody needed to have. So let's just jump on into our season finale. It's the question episode. We didn't do housekeeping. Oh, I forgot. How dare you. I'm sorry. Housekeeping. Social media, go follow us. Do it. LFTM podcast on Instagram. Actually, it's LFTM underscore podcast. My bad. On Instagram, looking for the middle podcast on Facebook. Um, Follow us there. Hang out. Uh, I gave Dalton the password to Instagram last week. I figured the season's almost over. The Instagram has earned it. So he has been on there some, which is always more entertaining, I think, than me being on there because you never know what you're going to get. Because I'm more entertaining. That's basically what we're saying here. Yes, you definitely are more entertaining. I get more done. You're more entertaining. (laughs) See, that's the the thing that we need. How this all of this comes together because (laughs) I'm the entertaining factor. And you're entertaining, you know, when you say good and helpful things and make fun of me. So here we go. But so, you get things done. If you would like more of that, follow us on social media. Like, follow, subscribe, all of that good yes, stuff. Apple Podcasts. Yeah, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's I mean to say this the last few episodes. It's really helpful for us because it gets the show in front of people who actually want to hear the show because Apple does all of their algorithmy things, and they know who to show the show to. So, and here's one other thing. Yes. Uh, we didn't hit my goal, which was trying to get to a million oh, downloads yeah. by the end of this season. But we, we are ever so close. Okay, this is not about me. I don't care about the million downloads personally in terms of I wasn't on here the entire time. This is a Kristen and Bethany thing. We are trying <laughs> to get to a million downloads to celebrate them and all of their hard work. So if you share, you like, you comment, you give us feedback, that helps us get to the goal. And we are ever so close. So close. Which I never thought it would get to. It's a little weird. That. It's kind of crazy. A million people have downloaded your voice. Not a million different people. but But a million times. We'll take it. Yes. So we're very grateful. Like I said, never in a million years thought we'd get to a million downloads, but here we are on the cusp. It will definitely happen next season. So there's the housekeeping. Stick around. We love for that. all of you. <laughs> Thank you so much for yes. all of the support, all of the help. Now we can jump in to the question of the day, which to is yours. The question of the day. It's kind of a double question. Oh. So since okay. we're around the holidays, Christmas time. Yep. My family has traditions as to what we do. Now, yeah. I don't get to really celebrate them anymore because most of them happen on Christmas Eve and I don't get to come home on Christmas Eve. Aww. So we normally do like finger foods and, and stuff like that. Yeah. I love sausage balls. My mom makes them every year for us. So it's food related. Okay. Around Christmas, during the holidays, what is your absolute favorite holiday tradition food? Okay. And what is your absolute least favorite? Okay. Favorite is easy. So my family on Christmas Eve, we always grill out. I don't know how that, I think it started because my mom was like, if we grill out stuff, there's less to clean up and these kids running around, it just won't be one more thing to do. So we always grill out, but so we make, my mom makes a dessert. It's very, um, aptly called Oreo dessert. Like that's the name of it, which my grandmother made for years. And it sounds so plain. It's basically you crush Oreos, butter, make a crust, put vanilla ice cream on top of it. 
And then you make this chocolate sauce and pour it on top of it and you freeze the whole thing. And the magic is in the chocolate sauce. Cause that sounds very basic. I realize but it is one of the most delicious things you have Sounds ever tasted. Deadly. Except it would kill you because there's chocolate in all of it. It's my absolute favorite. Um, so that's my favorite. And I've definitely been kind of like stalling trying to think of what my least favorite is. Honestly, it's probably just turkey. Like everyone has Chris- has turkey for like Christmas Eve or Christmas and for like Thanksgiving. Um, Look, turkey is not that bad. I don't like it. Um yeah, a turkey is not that bad if done right. The problem is you're probably having a dry, one. boring turkey that's just been roasted in the oven. Probably. It's no fun because it's just meh. Probably. Fried turkeys, really good. Smoked turkeys are my favorite. I've anyway. I've had smoked turkey. Oh, they're so good. I love a good smoked <laughs> turkey. Fantastic. Anyway, is that your favorite? No, or, no okay, absolutely okay, okay. not. <laughs> Um, my favorite has to be the sausage balls that mom makes Christmas Eve. Yeah. Slash maybe the homemade cornbread that she mm. uses. Okay, so what my mom does, she'll make an entire pan of homemade cornbread. She's the best at it. Okay. Uh, and then she will cut out one piece for me and set it to the Aww. side and save it for me so that I can have it and the rest of it goes into dressing. So okay. she'll crumble it up, let it all sit out and go into the dressing, uh-huh. whatever. Which, ironically, so my favorite is the cornbread or the sausage balls yeah. that are the appetizers. My least favorite is dressing. Okay, I thought I remember, the other day we were talking about I was like, I don't think he likes dressing. I hate dressing. What is it that you don't like then? Everything in it? about it. But if you love the cornbread so much. Yeah, like, okay. Here's, here's the, the thing. Let's look behind the curtain profile. of um, me problems. Okay. I was an extremely picky eater as a child. Okay. I mean extremely. I can Cheese, see that. not on a burger. No, there was nothing on a burger. <laughs> it was bun. And meat, and that's it. That's Wait, all. Wait, you didn't even I put ate. like ketchup on oh, it? Oh no, I still don't like ketchup on a burger because it makes it makes the bun soggy and it's just meh. Okay, well you don't want don't soggy like bun. Yes. Don't like it. Um, for me, it's I never liked casseroles or hodgepodge foods where okay. everything is just mushed together. Yep. And you're like, here, here's this thing that. of all of the crap that we found in the cabinets <laughs> that we just wanted to shove in one dish. Sorry yeah. if you like making casseroles, like green bean casserole. Hate it. Hate it with a passion. <laughs> it's just mush. Yeah. I don't like things that are just combined and mixed together. I'm still, there's some days where, and you'll see me do this at like Thanksgiving or Christmas, everything has its individual place. Mm. And I do not like them touching. Okay. Well, see, and I don't like, I don't like a lot of soups because I don't like the same taste over and over and over as your whole meal. Whereas soup is just like the same thing. So like if you have a casserole that's like your main part of the meal, it's like, ugh. But if you have like a casserole that's like a side dish and then you have meat and other sides, like I don't mind that because you get multiple bites. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. But if like, I'm just saying I get what you mean about everything being put in together. It's just like one hodgepodge. If you get that for the whole meal, I can't do it. Do you want to know what my nightmare fast food is? Sure. You know those KFC mashed potato bowls? (gasps) I've never had one because it, it, it looks like gross. my nightmare because <laughs> what, what, I don't like sitting by people at Christmas that yeah. will take like their mashed potatoes and corn and something else and put it all together on one fork and eat it. Okay. It it disgusts me. I yeah. find it. I do kind of keep uh-uh. everything in yeah, its own no, little spot. No, this is not a mix and match type game here. <laughs> now, I, I'm not the person that will sit there and just eat one thing and then move on to the next thing. I don't do that. You need some balance in your yeah, life. Yeah, like I balance all of it out, but I don't – I understand, yes, that it's all going to the same place and it'll all mix together, but at the same time, 
taste when good. it's crossing my taste buds i don't want all of them together no. i want to enjoy it for what it is i agree okay so now off the food yeah i'm gonna be i'm hungry I didn't, what's funny I had a little is, pack of animal crackers for breakfast and that's about all i've eaten today so let's not drag this out well, okay what's <laughs> funny about this is this is our one of our more relaxed shows because we're just shooting from the hip and uh-huh. answering questions on the fly but it's also the one show that we put the most work into, it's which so is true. not a lot. I'm mean, gonna be perfectly honest. But we've we've put the most work into in terms of organizing and trying to get a flow. Yeah. So I don't know how it happened on the show where it's supposed to be the really easy one that we've made it the more complicated, the more complicated. one. But that's what's happened. Well, I think we did it because we want to get through as many of these as we can. And if we just started down through them, we would, you know how we are. We'd ramble and get distracted and we'd get through like four. All right. So, so for the viewers, so you can look behind the scenes, um, how much time do we have to get fire in here? Because I feel like we drug out the food a little bit. We did. Um I mean, we've been going like eight minutes already. Oh, perfect. we got plenty of time. So we might be able to get to the majority of these. Yes. Okay, so let's tell the people really quick. If you're just tuning in, this is the first time you've ever listened to the show and you have no idea what's going on. Every season, we do what's called like a question episode, which means we put out a question to you guys. And then we take your responses to the question and formulate the whole episode around it this season's a little bit different because the question is broader and there's all sorts of topics normally they're a little more centralized but this season the question we sent out on instagram was what do i do if fill in the blank or what do i do when fill in the blank and we took you guys i mean the floor is open we took your responses to that question with any dating scenario you could come up with and we have kind of tried to group them together somewhat so that we can, like I said, get through as many as possible. But that is what we're talking about today. So this is from you guys. Here we go. You're uh, actually the more organized one today, so you start us well, off hold over on. there. One, one additional comment to make. If we didn't get to your question, we're sorry. It was nothing personal. Very true. We, we just have actually a lot of questions. Thank you, everyone that has reached out and given us questions because you made this episode possible. But if we don't get to it, it's because of a lack of time, not because we don't like it. Not you. because of a lack of caring. Yes. All right. First question. Yep. What do I do if or when? So we'll go with the the if here. What do I do if I keep getting ghosted? Oh. This is your soapbox. It is because I have been there. I have been ghosted. Um, and uh, the first, your first instinct is, what am I doing wrong? Like I've, there must be something that I'm doing. There must be something that I need to change. There must be something that I need to fix. Um, but. I really think ghosting reflects far more on the person doing the ghosting than the person who's being ghosted. Um, Don't you think? Yeah, I think Because it's immature and it's kind of cowardly. And especially as Christians, I don't think there is ever a good excuse for ghosting someone. Mm. Um, And I'm sure someone's going to DM us and be like, oh, well, what about this instance? Or what about that instance? I'm sure you could probably come up with one. Right. But it would have to be very out there to where I think you could justify it. And so I think you have to, unfortunately, you kind of just have to accept it as part of dating today and move on in that you can't get caught up in it. Mm -hmm. Like you, you have to just say, ugh, this is really sucky and go on about your life. I will say, and I already shared this with you um, to get your thoughts yeah. on it. My my encouragement would be go back. So if you get ghosted, go back and look at the conversation one time. You sure. get one time. <laughs> one pass. 
One pass, and that's yep. it. Don't go back and look more. You get one look. Um, look at the conversation and see if there was something that you said that you can learn from. Yeah. That might have caused it or initiated that. If you go back and look at it and say, I did nothing wrong or I can't see anything wrong, okay, great, yeah. move on. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you're not going to fix anything. You're not going to make yourself feel better for just dwelling on it. Yeah. So try and learn what you can. If you can't, move on. It sucks that it happens and I hate it. Yeah. And I wish I could change it, but I can't. Yeah. Well, and I've even had, I have done that before where I have gone back and looked or there was one time I kind of made a joke that looking back, it wasn't like inappropriate, but like looking back, I was like, maybe it was too soon to joke. Like maybe he didn't get it. Maybe I like, Mm. maybe that there's no tone. I know I'm joking. If I texted you, whatever, like you would know because you know me, but like this person doesn't know me. Maybe it didn't translate. And it was pretty soon after that, it just went silent. And I was like, Oh, so I actually did go back and be like, hey, if you're just not interested, totally fine. But I kind of looked over it, realized this may not have landed. If you think I'm a weird, crazy person, I'm really sorry. I was just joking, whatever. I really am a weird, crazy person, <laughs> but, but I'm sorry. you don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so don't, like if you've been talking for several weeks, don't go back and be like, hey, remember two weeks ago when I said such and such? I'm really sorry. That's. But if you think you may have said something, I think it's fine to say, hey, if that was offensive, if it didn't translate... I'm really sorry. <laughs> well, and I'm definitely robbing from my pastor at this point because on Sunday he was, he wasn't talking about relationships, yeah. but he was talking about, you know, when, when we're struggling and when we're suffering, um, you get one look at self and 10 looks at Jesus. Mm. So every time you look at yourself introspectively, do it once, look to Christ 10 more times. Yeah. Um, so that would be my encouragement to you. Be introspective where you can be, but move forward, constantly yeah. looking Don't to Christ on that. But with that, though, I think kind of in, in the same vein of thought around ghosting. Yeah. Um, guy ghosts you mid-text conversation for no reason. Doesn't give you any reason. Okay. Should you call him out on it? I know you have a pretty... I will. You 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 will. I, I, I kindly. Yeah. Kill him with kindness. Um, but I actually had this happen um, a couple months ago now. And when I say he disappeared mid-conversation, I mean mid conversation. Hey, how's your day going? Great. How's yours? What are you up to today? I'm doing this. What are you up to? Never heard from him again. Mm. And so I did, I was kind of like, Hey, like what's the, like, what's the deal? If I said something really sorry, like if you're just not into it, like you can say that you don't have to just disappear. Um, and he, I don't know. I feel like that's about all we can do when it comes to ghosting to yeah. make, but I'm just like, if you're like, Oh, I want to change this. I hate this as part of dating. Don't, don't take it. Like that's about all we can do to be like, Hey, this isn't okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and he apologized and then it's still, I mean, yeah. didn't like, you can't do it hoping to rekindle something. I don't think. No, no, but I don't think so. I think you can kindly say, Hey, um, I'm not okay with this. <laughs> I think when we talked about this, for me, it was, okay, let's first define what you mean by ghosting. Because if it was just uh, you text back and forth, immediately match and said, hey, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? And then it ended. That's not ghosting. No, it's not. But if it if it starts out from the jump and you're having deep conversations and then it's just a cutoff, I yeah. think you have a right to say something in a kind and graceful way. Yeah. Hey, what's the disconnect? If you just weren't interested, please say something. Yeah. Because clarity is kindness. Yep. That, that would be what I would say. If you give people clarity, 
um, and maybe you're a ghoster and you're listening to this, clarity is kindness. Mm -hmm. And it's unkind to be unclear. Yeah. So that would be my advice. But around that, I think you can say something, but if you're trying to be malicious as you say something, okay, this is a time to be introspective and look at yourself for a second. Yep, I agree. (laughs) But transitioning off of that, it's still kind of in the same realm of the online, the apps, and Uh and even just texting and and whatnot. Let's say a guy from an app asks uh, for your number, and he just keeps texting you, and he won't move to a phone call. You're a phone call person. Yes. What do you do? I tell him I would like to talk on the phone. Oh, okay. And I will say this, too, because you like to bring up my age so often around here. I didn't even bring it up today. I know. I'm I'm beating you to the punch. But this is something that has definitely evolved the older I've gotten. And I think there's an element of I don't have time to, like, I'm not trying to waste time around here. And so, now I'm not like, okay, we've been texting for 24 hours. Why have you not called me? Mm -hmm. But if you talk on an app for a while, he asks for your number, he's engaged in conversation, you're like, okay, like, we're both into this, I will just say, hey, and I kind of put it back on him a little, like, hey, just so you know, I would love to chat on the phone sometime, Um, I'm really enjoying our conversation, I have some time this weekend, if you're free, like, kind of leave it for him to still say, great, what about Thursday, or, you know, that kind of thing, but... I don't think you're leading a potential relationship. I don't think you're taking the man's role. I don't think it's anything no. to say, hey, I'd really like to talk on the phone. Let me let me add um, an additional to this. Um, has it moved to a phone call? What if he just skips the phone call entirely and says, hey, would, if the conversa- yeah. text conversation is really good, he said, really love to get to know you, let's grab coffee sometime. Yep. Would you? And we're talking about from this started on an app? Yeah, it started on an yeah. app, and you're not a, you're a phone call person, and yeah. he just skips that on. I would say, sure, I would love to. Like, yes, okay. let's do that. But I personally have a rule that I don't meet someone from an app that I haven't at least talked to on the phone. See, what I'll do, I'm, and, I'm okay with it if we transition to texting on a phone. Oh, yeah. Like, if it, if it was through an app. Oh, no. I don't jump the gun. But if it was through an app yeah. and we transitioned to giving phone numbers out and yeah. then we had conversation through that, I'm okay with it at that point. Yeah. So that would be my my caveat to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, it's okay to say something. Sure. Again, girls, feel free to say something. Don't be afraid. Don't act. If you're doing it in such a way where I'm trying to be the man in the relationship, okay, you can tell. Yeah. Uh, but if if you're just saying hey i'd like to talk to you on the phone there's nothing wrong with that no say I, so yeah and i think this is something where it's like you can't expect him to read your mind yeah. and that's kind of what that is because and i i am curious about this cuz i run i've run into this several times where i'm like okay this guy seems really into this mm-hmm. like we're having good conversations we're having like topics where that you would normally talk about on the phone we're texting like obviously this isn't one sided and i'm like trying to keep this going but he's not asking to call me like what as a guy, are you waiting for any sort of signal? Like, is there anything you're looking for from the girl that you're like, okay, well, I'm not really sure, so I'm not asking for her number? Or is it just a matter of, oh, I hadn't really thought about that. Sure, let's talk on the phone. Um, I think you're, you're trying to establish some sort of connection yeah. before you decide on that one. So if it's you're, you're texting back and forth and you're not really opening up at all, and there's really no established connection there. It just feels like you're trying to interview someone. Yeah. Then your your chances of actually 
asking them out go down drastically or trying to to call them go down drastically because yeah. it feels like okay they're not wanting to connect at all uh-huh. they're just going through the motions of this one so i'm not really interested i think that's part of the reason why guys won't go for it is because they don't feel like there's any established connection there okay because you, i mean you want to feel even like a one percent connection yeah which can i pick on girls for a second yes you can um and this is something that I used to do, and I've grown in it, and I've seen it produce results. In that, as girls, we have, and I don't totally know where it came from, but it is universal. We have in our heads that we're going to, as we're having a conversation with a guy, like, we want him to ask us questions about ourselves. Mm-hmm. We want, And he should. He should be interested. He should be invested. But I think, or at least I see a lot of girls who write off a guy because like, he's not asking me any questions about myself. And I've, if you see text threads, though, or me, on an app, messages, I'm like, you're not giving him anything to work. Like, mm-hmm. it's basically like, well, he, here's this. So I'm going to answer it, and I'm not saying anything else. He has to ask a question. And I'm like, from the guy's perspective, I'm like, I wouldn't want to talk to you anymore either. Because, you, like, so it has to be this give and take because I think girls expect too much of help, guys in carrying that. Help me understand that for a second. Like, is that just playing hard to get or you're trying to protect yourself? What is it? Because I've seen it happen a lot. Where yeah. Even, even if it's not a, well, he's not really asking me anything about myself. What if I am and you're giving me an answer, but you're not engaging back with me? Yes. So Why? I think there is a, um, I think there's a, probably is like a self-preservation element to it of, I want to know he's really into this, but there, which I'm like, he does too. Like it's very one-sided, but I also think, and I don't know how this happened. I don't know what caused it. I think there is a misplaced element of leadership that gets put on that, mm-hmm. that I don't think is valid in that it's like, we're saying, okay, well he's leading this. He's initiating. He's the one that's driving this. But if you think about it, how many relationships do you see where the guy is this like, stunning conversationalist and he just carries everything and his wife just kind of sits there and is like it's normally the woman like she's the one who like when they're with couples and they're doing things like a lot of times we as women we talk more we engage more we're small talk like we do that more naturally and so I think we shoot ourselves in the foot and that we're expecting this guy to have this great list of non-interview sounding questions that he's just going to ask us out of the blue. Mm-hmm. I always say the best conversations you can have like that are where you're not question, answer, question, answer. It's just a conversation like you would have with a friend. Um, so I think that's probably a big part of it. There's this element of, oh, well, he's taking charge and leading and da da da. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I think it's misplaced. I am going to pick off of something you said that I think happens all too often on the girls' side of things. Again, I love you all, <laughs> um, but I'm going to pick at you for a moment because I think what you're doing is unfair. Yeah. When you look at, okay, from girls' perspective, I'm trying to protect myself and make sure that I don't get hurt or that it's not one of those situations where I'm giving him too much and then he walks away. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's what you're asking guys to do. Be bold and take a risk and ask you out. Yeah. Which is a scary and difficult thing. But in turn, what you're saying is I'm not going to do anything scary and difficult in giving up any information on myself until X amount of time or until he does this. Yeah. So what you're saying is all of the responsibility, all of the difficult task is on the man and you're Mm -hmm. not going to do anything about it. Yep. You want to know why he doesn't carry on the conversation anymore? 
Because there's no reciprocation. Yeah. And you're asking him to do something that's unfair. Yes. Yes, he is supposed to lead out. Yes, he should be initiating. Yes, he should do the hard thing, man up, and ask the question in mm-hmm. the first place. And yes. you should woman up, show a little courage, yep. and step out there too. I agree. Well, and I've said before, I th- and this was several seasons ago, I think, I think we as women hide behind this label of traditional gender roles or biblical mm. gender roles, and we put a lot under that umbrella that's maybe not in an effort to avoid having to do hard things. We put a lot of that on a guy and say, oh, no, 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 it's just, that's not my role. Mm, I think we have, we conveniently expand that where we want it to and narrow it where we don't want it to so that we can get out of having to do things that are uncomfortable. Yeah. And so so on that note, because I want to be able to get to as many questions as possible. Sorry. (laughs) I feel like we've we've kind of answered this next one pretty sufficiently as well. The guy I'm texting doesn't initiate to meet up. Same thing. I think that kind of follows the same flow of thought. So still within the the concept of online dating or talking on on phones and whatnot. um, I know that the two of us have gone through this and other people have gone through this. Just being burned out on online dating. Yeah. Just feeling the pressure and saying, this isn't working. I'm burned out. I'm done. So you step off of it or you take a break from it. Or you can use a really biblical term, I'm fasting from it. Sabbatical. But you still want to meet someone. What do you do? That's a really good question. Uh-huh. I, I wish I had an answer. And honestly, I was talking. I was if chatting you had with an answer, you'd be doing it. <laughs> exactly. No, I was chatting with a girl on Instagram the other day. She asked the same thing. And I was basically like, you know what? Um, I wish I had an answer for you, but I'm going to be really honest. I don't know. And I was like, stay tuned. I think we can probably work an entire episode around this next season. I'm kind of putting a pin in that. Um, because I don't know. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, people say, oh, we'll just date someone at your church. Okay. That, that would be my first thing. I'm not, on, well, I'm not, Dalton's eyes got really big. He's like, oh, we know he has his role about dating people at a church. Anyway. Sorry. No, it's fine. I'm just saying that would be my first, if someone asked me, I don't want to be online. What do I do? I'm like, well, are there any guys at your church? That'd be the first thing. That's mm-hmm. like, no, for whatever reason, if they're not. I don't know. What do you do? Like you said, I'd be doing it if I knew the answer. I'll give a couple helpful suggestions of things that I'm not doing that you should be doing. (laughs) Um, I think using your friends can be helpful. Mm -hmm. So, uh, well, you you have met Ben and Lindsay. Yeah. Um, True. My roommate, we all love him absolutely to death. He's the greatest man that has ever walked this planet, (laughs) except for, you know, other people like Jesus and Paul and all of them. But he's a great guy. Um, Lindsay is determined to find someone for him. We were actually talking about this over lunch yesterday, which was really funny. <laughs> um, but I think it's okay to use your friends. Yeah. Uh, if your friends say, hey, I've got this really great person I think you'd be attracted to, and you guys have a lot in common, yeah. let them. You know what? Put Take the risk and let them do it. Yes. Um, I would say a couple other helpful things if you're getting off the online platform, you're using your friends. Um, it can be dangerous using people at your church because they can feel like they have ownership over that. So yeah. just do that with uh, some caution. Yeah. Um, know people that you would trust in the church, and maybe you can move forward with that. Yeah. The other thing I would say, though, is maybe you can find other churches in the area. I'm not saying leave your church. If you're at a faithful church, stick around and stay uh-huh. there. But maybe they have something that would help you yeah. meet that you can get engaged with on like a Tuesday night or something like that. Yeah. Go well, I it. think if there are, if the, like around here, I sometimes joke, I mean, we're, you know, North of Atlanta, but I joke, there's a mega church on every corner around here. Um, 
And I think, especially if you do go to a smaller church and there's just not a big singles group, but maybe there is a bigger church in the area that has a singles ministry that hosts events specifically Mm -hmm. for single people to get to know each other. That's not church hopping. That's Mm. not, oh, I'm just going to a church to find a man. You're going to this event that is specifically for single people to meet each other. I'd say go to those, do those things. Um, But yeah, I I would agree with you. Two big things. Yes, make it known that you want to date someone. I'm not saying you have to stand up and make a huge announcement, but amongst your friends and even like you said, those people you trust, let them know, I want to see, I want to meet someone. I want to, to get to know someone. But I think you kind of what you touched on on the flip side you have to be willing to be set up mm-hmm. if you're going to go this route because like if you're going to tell your friends and then they're like, Hey, I know this person. You're like, Oh no, no, I don't like setups. Right. Well, that's dumb. <laughs> um, and I will, I have, I have been, I don't know if I've told you this, I have been set up totally blind date by someone here at the church. Um, the guy's not here, like totally unrelated. Um, and one thing that I did that if you are, if someone does approach you and they're like, Hey, I, I know this person. I'd like to set you up, whatever talking about them feeling like they have control, take it out of their hands as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is don't, don't keep that person as the go between to basically like plan this date. Um, what I did was I, t- she was like, well, I'd be glad to like, you know, talk to you guys. I can put you in contact. Like she, I was like, don't worry about it. Like give him, here's my number. <laughs> here's a picture of me. So he knows what I look like. Just give that information to him if he would like, like, we'll talk. And it actually, I mean, we talked for a while. We went out. It didn't work out, obviously, but there was no awkwardness. Mm-hmm. There was no, oh, my word, no, I'm scared to see this person at church because they were basically out of it. So I've had that happen uh, here once before, actually, that yeah. somebody said, hey, I know someone. They're not at this church. They're single, really great. I love them to pieces. At that time, I just, I wasn't open to yeah. it. There were some other things going on. But I appreciated the way that they handled it because they didn't talk about it around other people. Mm-hmm. They they sent me and they did the picture thing too, so I knew what what the person looked like. Yeah, like that was great. I wish more people would handle it that way. I think where it gets a little bit dicey in the church is your your matchmakers sometimes can um, take too much control yeah. of the situation and try and continue to foster it and make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, this is why I have the rule: it become incredibly dangerous as someone in leadership and in ministry. Um, whether they intentionally do it or not, they feel like they have ownership over you and your love life. And if, yeah. it, if it worked out, then they can look at me and say, look what I did for you. <laughs> and it just puts me in an uncomfortable situation. Yeah. And I never want to do something that's going to harm the church. So yeah. for me, it's a hard thing. But yeah. I do think you have to be open to having people set you up. But you need to have a small list of people that you would be willing yep. to have that ha- make that happen. And I, th- I think that's fine to tell someone too. If some random person comes up like, Oh, Hey, I know so-and-so. And I think you should go out with them. It's fine to say, I really appreciate that. I have just a couple people in my life mm-hmm. that I will, you know, I will let set me up. Thank you for thinking of me, but no, thank you. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, which I think also gets to the, there's a very similar question that was asked. There's no single Christian people around me. Yeah. I think that, that kind of answers it. You're going to have to take some hard steps and yeah. getting yourself in places where that might be possible, getting in community groups or small groups. I don't know. I feel like that answers it. Don't I do you? too. I, yeah, I think so. Okay. So still kind of related to that. So I would say this person has gotten themselves into a small group. Mm-hmm. There's someone there. Oh. You're like, hey, you're cute, love <laughs> Jesus, and I would be interested. But per the usual... 
there's some fear attached to yep. that of should, and this is the girl's perspective, should I ask the guy out or I'm too scared to ask the guy out? Yeah. What, what do you say to her? I would say, first of all, I think you can, again, use your friends to get some feelers. Mm-hmm. I don't think you get your friend to ask them out for you, but you can go, hey, friend, find out if so-and-so would be interested if I did ask them out. That's fine. You know, kind of put some feelers out there. Um, But if you don't have other people who you would want to do that, I think you keep it super low stakes. This Mm -hmm. isn't, don't go, hey, I've really liked you for the past six months and... I, I love you. I have been trying to work up the nerve to ask you out. I just haven't been able to. Can we go get, I mean, that's pretty. Yeah. Huh. I would say if it were me, I'd be like, Hey Bobby, um, that was really cool talking about X, Y, Z the other night. I really, I'm really into such and such, you know, maybe we can get coffee sometime. And then if you're feeling bold or bolder, say, you know, see what else we might have in common and go from there. Yeah. It's low stakes. It's not, I'm in love with you. I want to go to dinner. It's let's grab coffee and just see what might happen. I think it's okay to use other people to plant seeds or to see if seeds are already there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I think that's a really helpful suggestion. Use people. Yeah. I think on the girl's perspective, look, be honest, us guys, we're not that smart. Uh, and, And none of us would really say that we are. Sometimes we can be oblivious to the obvious. So sometimes it takes you being overt. Not creepy. There's a difference. Very much. But, okay, a guy is going to pick up eventually on the fact that in small group, you're starting to always talk to him. And you're starting to always have interactions with him and always be around him. And he'll pick up on it eventually. If If you're in small group and you really like this guy... And yet you avoid him like the plague because you're so nervous. He's not going to pick up on the fact that you like him. I was watching this <laughs> this reel yesterday, and it was uh, a video of a person saying, me, always praying to God that I would find a woman of God. Also me around women of God. And it's just a video of the guy running away. <laughs> but it happens so, all yeah, the time. It does. And I, and I do it. I will, um, I will say if you have planted seeds, if you've had your friends – you know, put some feelers out there and you, you know, you know, he's going to want to go out if you were to say something, but you'd rather be a little more coy, be a little flirtier. I think it's also fine to say and or text this boy. Hey, just so you know, if you asked me out, I would say yes. Hey, there you go. (laughs) And then he goes, well, um, you want to either he says, well, you want to go out sometime or I'm not going to ask you out. <laughs> there you Either go. Either way, you have your clarity. <laughs> you know. Um, okay, so that's more in the realm of uh, online dating or asking or conversating. I want to get into some of the more specific questions. Okay. Um, so this one, I think I've done the long distance thing before, and it can yep. be tricky. So you're dating someone to. long distance, and their question is, I don't know when the time is to move. I have some thoughts on this. I do, too. Um, what I would say is you're, you're doing the long distance thing. You don't know when to move. And I say that in the form of a question because a, I need more information on this. (laughs) Fair enough. The reason why I say that is you need to know for sure before you pick up your life and move somewhere else that this is your person. Yep. Um, because that's a dangerous game to play. And even if you're in a really serious dating relationship, 
I would caution you, just in my personal preferences, not to do it. Not to move? Not to move. Okay. Here, I, I just, I think I'm a little cynical around this too. Okay. Because I've been burned. Yep. Um, but I think that that is such a dangerous game to play. And unless the two of you have had the conversations and have fully agreed, this is where this is going. Yeah. Um, and these are the tangible steps that we're taking in order to get there. I think then you can pick up and move and go and trust the Lord in that one. Yeah. But if it's all on your side and you're saying, I think it's going really well and oh, I want to yeah. move, let's let's hold off on that until you, you get some confirmation from the other person and you have steps in place in order to get to that point. Yeah. With the caveat that I would say, you ain't moving in together. No. That's a given in my mind. Yes. But I'm but glad I just you, want I'm to glad, specify No, 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 no. I'm just saying, I'm meaning I f- go right past that. So I'm glad you said it because it needs to be said. Okay. So I, I agree with you, but at the same time, don't. Okay, go. A little. So, because I've, I've been in the long distance thing and the moving versus the not moving and the, all the things. So mm-hmm. for me personally, before I get engaged to someone... I think I would need to live in the same place for a little. Here's Mm. why. Here's my thought process. When you're doing the long distance thing, yes, you talk on the phone all the time. You see each other on the weekends, but you kind of just see the, you see each other on weekends. And so you're really excited. And so it's the best foot forward and you see the good parts and it's great. And yes, you talk on the phone, but you don't see face to face the in the trenches day to day life. And so I would want to be in the same place. Now, like now, not, oh, I think we're doing okay, so I'm just going to move. I'm not meaning that, but I'm saying we've, you've talked about, yes, this is where we're going. This is where we see this ending ending in marriage unless something comes up, but we need to be in the same place for that to happen. So I, I, see, don't, and I this would have is, a hard time. This is where I would say, because you're talking about like weekends, I'm saying you need to – Find a way to spend some long-term intentional time together, but I still don't say the moving piece yet. Okay. And what I say it looks like is, okay, you take an entire week and you go visit your significant other with the rule of you're not taking off work. Mm. Because what that forces them to do is it's not vacation. It's not like they can fabricate it. They're going through day-to-day life. They're going through the hardships of work and everything else that's going on and trying to find a balance and time for you. Mm -hmm. So how does, how do they react with their normal schedule and having you present? Mm -hmm. What's their priorities and how do they handle that? Or how do they handle being exhausted after a long day of work Mm -hmm. and wanting to go out? On the flip side, the person that's continuing to work gets to see how does the other person interact when I'm at work and they're not? Yeah. Because then you can see, are their priorities in the same place? Because if they go into the trip knowing full and well, I'm not going to see you all the time, and they get mad that they're not were seeing at work you all, all the time, <laughs> yeah. you find that out. No, And that's fair. So if you both do that yes, I, it back has to and be forth, yeah. Um, a couple long terms, like a week, yeah. two weeks, yeah. can help a lot in that. Yeah. Because you I, get I that agree. consistent yeah. interaction. I'm just, I, I want to encourage people to be as careful as possible on this one because yes. you can do a lot of harm. I know a lot of people that have just picked up and moved on a whim yeah. and absolutely destroyed their life and had to pick up the pieces. 
and I love you all enough to just want to caution you on that yeah. one. If you feel convinced and you're both saying we're convinced that this is where the Lord is taking us yeah, and, and we are going to take these steps in order to get there, then yeah. go for it. You don't have to have my blessing on that. <laughs> That's just my two cents worth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I have, I've been in a, a situation where I was dating a guy very seriously. We talked about getting engaged. It was moving that direction. There were some issues. I mean, it was definitely a far long distance. Um, he was planning to move here, like whatever, but some issues had come up and I said, great, you're already moving here. I need a little more time, but like to get these issues resolved, we need face to face time together. Like we can't get Mm -hmm. this figured out. You being hundreds of miles away. And he was basically like, well, I mean, I'm not moving unless we're engaged. And I said, well, I'm not getting engaged unless we can get I can slow down and get some, you know, clarity on these things. Not clarity, but just, like, get some resolution to these things. Yeah. And it was basically, okay, we're at an impasse here, and that was the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I get it's a it's a big deal to move. You certainly should not um, do it on any sort of whim. It's It, it, it makes it difficult. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, okay, we need to start rapid firing some of I'm these. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, so, and I think the next few we can kind of rapid fire a little bit. Okay. Guy who likes me dated uh, your sister. I don't know. I don't know if I like him because I can't get over that. Ooh. So that's a doozy. But here's here's my rapid fire okay. on on a little bit of that. Uh, you need to find out why it ended. Yeah. So he dated your sister. Clearly, he's not dating her anymore. Why yep. did it end? What happened there? Yep. What's your sister's take on that? How long As, did they date? Yeah. Ask your sister if she would be okay with it. Because yes. familial relationships are important. And should trump this guy that you might want to date. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you're not. You, and if you're, you're sitting there mean. saying, I don't know if I like him because I can't get over that. There's your answer. There you go. That's what I think. Yeah, I agree I, with you I on that. I think you can kind of move pretty quickly with that one. Yep. <laughs> uh, really like a guy who's solid and I'm waiting. Not sure he'll ever reciprocate though. And I think my best friend may like him. What do I do? Do I wait? I like the question, learn to flirt. That is a solid question. Do I tell him? Um, I'll let you rapid fire on this one, and I'll have some uh, extra comments if you don't get them. Okay. Um, First question, if I'm sitting here in a room talking to you about this, has he ever done anything to indicate he is interested in you? Mm -hmm. If he has not, I would jump to learn to flirt. That would be my answer. Put some feelers out there. Figure out, is there any interest? Once you do that, then you can move forward. Second thing, you think, says, I think my friend might like him. Find out. Yep. However, and this is another thing that I'll get on girls about, just because we'll be like, oh, I like that guy. I have a crush on him. Dibs. He's never made any interest in me. Mm-hmm. I know nothing about him. My friend is interested. He's interested in her. You have no claim on that guy. Just because you're like, oh, I like him. It's like all the other girls have to hands off. Forget mm-hmm. it. That's not fair. If your friend likes him, We're find not out. Property. No, exactly. Um, and just because she does does not mean um, you should not be interested. See, here's what's funny on the flip side of that, because like guys' perspective, we'll do the same thing, yeah. and we'll do the dibs game. Yeah. But if it doesn't work out, we're like, um, all right, well, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> and we just move on. Yeah. No, it's not that way with girls. Oh no, no. Uh, at all, which I don't think is fair. So find yeah, those can things get out. Grudgy. Um. And then, yes, I would start with learn to flirt, put no. some feelers out there, figure out if there's something um, something reciprocated. And if there is, then ramp it up a little and say, hey, let's go out. Yeah. Uh, I think you kind of, you hit all of the things that okay, I was going to hit. Just 
communicate mm-hmm. across the board. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the most helpful thing. Talk to your friend, find out. Yeah. Do so in humility. Yeah. Talk to the guy. You can figure it out real quick. So, yeah, yeah I think well, you know that one. It's funny. I have, you know, we spend the first 18 years of our lives getting through high school. Mm-hmm. And I have spent the last... 18 years of my life saying we're not still in high school living through high school and then realized oh my word that's the rest of life is we peak in high school and then we spend the rest of our lives saying oh my word this isn't high school grow up until you realize this is just life and so this is one of we don't have to play high school games anymore and i'm not trying to be harsh we're just rapid fire and this is what happens when we rapid fire Mm -hmm. but yeah that's my answer go ahead um i start liking (laughs) a guy of mine a guy friend of mine mine. (laughs) guy of mine he is your guy You better like him. Go for it. Uh, Sorry. Guy friend of mine uh, who is younger than me by seven years. Ooh. So I'm 36. So I like someone who's 29. So? Yeah. Okay. Let me. I don't know. (laughs) I'm torn. For for me, it's a little bit different because then you're 20 and I'm like, ah. Yes. um, Take legalities into account. Maybe not. Well, I mean, (laughs) 20. I know. but Um, (laughs) Yes. Yes. So do that. But. I think here's what you should do. And I've done this, and I yeah. think you've probably done this. Have your buffer zone. Yep. So my buffer zone is currently six down, three up. So yeah. I will go to 21, even though I'm a little iffy on that yeah. one. Uh, but that is the very farthest I'll go. And up right now is the age of 30. I know. It's because like a it's just you. this, I haven't hit 30 yet, and... Yeah. I don't know. I, I prefer dating someone younger. Yeah. Um, partially because I know that I'm probably going to die before them. <laughs> so I want to give them as much life as possible. No, I think, I know a girl asked this. I think a lot of that goes into this is just a social taboo. Yeah. Um, and there's the element of, oh, well, girls mature faster. So it's like, okay, well, I'm dating this guy who's seven years younger than me. I don't know. If if he if you're on the same maturity level, and you both like each other, who cares about the mm-hmm. rest? Um, however, I've started liking a guy friend of mine. There's nothing here to say that he's interested too. So I would revert back to the previous mm-hmm. answer and say put some feelers out there, figure out if he's interested too, and go from there. Um, but I would also make sure you really like him and you don't like the idea of him, and they're like, oh, I have this crush because he's so cute, and you know whatever. Don't blow up something over a crush. Yeah. Make sure you actually spend time with him, be in his circles. And I think it probably will work itself out from there. Yeah. Age is but a number. Because I've known a couple where the woman was like 15 years older than the guy. Yeah. And they are one of my favorite couples of all time. They're fantastic. (laughs) Have a lovely family. Sweet as can be. They're great because they didn't just sit here and say age. They loved one another. Yeah. They served the Lord together. Go for it. That's Fantastic. So uh, have your buffer figured out what you're comfortable with, as long as it's legal, uh, (laughs) per Bethany, and then uh, go for it. Shoot yo shot. Agreed. Uh, I've never been asked out on a date, but I'm being told I'm great all the time. Oh, (sighs) my good gravy. This is my life. Do you know how many people come up to me at church? And if you're at church, I love you, uh, but you might be one of these people that come up to me all the time. Why are you still single? A guy like you still single. It doesn't make any sense. And I'm going, I don't understand mean, either. I mean it as a compliment. Um, it just so does not well. translate. Uh, but I I am told that a lot. And this is not a humble brag or anything like that. I understand. And I'm I'm with you. Yeah. Is this a sister who, who asked this? Mm-hmm. I'm with you, sister. 
It's, um, it is not a fun position to be in. Obviously, I'm not in the position of no one will ask me out. I'm more in the position of, we just had this conversation. For some reason, my life is constantly playing second fiddle. So I am, <laughs> I am the afterthought to people. Uh, if it works out, it works out. <laughs> me and my friend likened it to, I'm basically like $2 Trader Joe's wine. Um, it's not your favorite. It's not your first choice, but it's always there when you need it. Uh, <laughs> And it's one of those things that it's cheap. I was going to say it's a cheap date. <laughs> for some reason, people like it, but not enough oh. to make it their main choice. Anyway, that okay. was my sadness. Okay, 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 okay. One bit of encouragement in that to you and then also maybe to her. I was is about to say, yeah, I was not encouraging you at don't, all. You don't. It, it only has to work once. Yep. Um, And so for so everyone that it. So far, it's worked nuts. But I'm saying for. <laughs> everyone that it doesn't work for or with yeah you are going to end up being the second fiddle because you're not the person and as unfun as that is i'm trying here i I, i'm trying (laughs) um it's not going to work with everyone and i think if you are the one being told you're great all of the time, I think you can be kindly snarky about it to get the point across to the person of, oh, that's so sweet of you. Are you going to find me someone today? <laughs> well, you're more cynical than I am um, <laughs> because I, I like to extend kindness back because I know what they're meaning. They're trying to I be gracious and trying rude, to be loving. But... Thank you very much. That's really kind of you to say. And then just move on. I just move on. Mm. I will duck out of the conversation or... <laughs> Switch it so fast. But I'm going to tell on myself here. And I don't care to tell on myself because I love my mom. I talked to my mom yesterday and was t- somehow we got off on this conversation. And I was like, I am so tired of playing second fiddle and going through all of this nonsense. And then she hit me with the greatest line ever. And she said, well, won't all of this hurt one day make it completely worth it when you find what you're looking for? I'm like, mom, you're the best. <laughs> Also, ladies, find yourself a guy that loves his mom and has a great relationship with her. It will do so much for you. Yeah. Not necessarily a, a mama's Not a boy, mama's boy, but someone that loves his mother There's and respects her. Big and difference. Yes, I would agree with you. And mom, sisters. My both. mom and my sister are the yeah. best. So, uh, yeah, that would be my <laughs> my take on that one. Um, so nails that one, and then. This one's an interesting one. There are multiple people slash best friends both wanting to get to know me. Gracefully, how? What do I do? Do you like one of them? That's a good question. If you do, then make your interest known. And my guess is the best friend will get the idea. And I will say. Because his friend will tell him, dude. <laughs> if this is the the girl that's going through this and it's multiple guy best friends. Yep. It's going to play out completely differently if these roles are reversed. 100%. Because if it's guy best friends, they'll get mad at each other for a little while, and then it's going to work out for one of them maybe, and the other one's like, all right, cool, and then they'll move on. Yeah. That's just, I'm sorry, this is how we operate. We just get over it, and we move on. Yeah. Um, For some reason, you girls don't do the same thing. We do not. I don't understand it. It shouldn't be the case, but that is what it is. So if uh, if this was a guy... I would be telling him a little bit differently. Yeah. Tread cautiously. Yeah. Because you might have a saboteur one day. <laughs> Here at the altar. Just if anyone be has careful. any reason. I object. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You should I, have known better. I, I think, yeah. Decide if you like one of the guys. If you do, 
make that like known to him. And I think it will resolve itself. Now, if you aren't sure and you want to get to know both of them to see where it might go, that's a whole other thing. Mm, I, don't do that. I, that's what I say. I would say don't do that. I would spend enough time with them in social settings as friends to figure out which one of them you actually are interested in and then proceed. Well, I would not get to know both of them. And that's I don't so, think. what's so funny about my parents of, um, when my mom was first finding out about my dad, uh-huh. it was my dad and his friend, and she was interested in the friend. So she said <laughs> yes to going on a date with him because she thought my dad was a little bit different than what he actually was. She thought he was the more wild one. Yeah. And she quickly find out, found out, oh, I was wrong. <laughs> and then she went out with my dad, and they've been married the rest for is history. 30 years. So That's so funny. It's Yeah. Just tread lightly with that one, mm-hmm. but it's okay to... Put some feelers out and see where you're at on that one. Just don't play the field. Let's not do that. No, no. Um, here's an interesting one F- from the Christian girl's perspective. I don't know if I want to be married, which is pretty taboo to think about. What are your thoughts? I think it is pretty taboo to think about. I don't think it necessarily should be. I think some people, some people really are called to singleness. Mm-hmm. Some people really are going to just not have that desire. And I think you kind of like you were talking earlier about the the self-reflection, introspection, figure out your motives for that. If they're selfish, you need to deal with that. Mm -hmm. But if it is a genuine, I want to devote my time to serving the Lord and furthering his kingdom and for his glory, if that is the truly the desire of your heart, then I would say, follow scripture then Mm -hmm. do what God tells you to do. And don't worry about what, you know, Western American culture tells you is taboo. Well, yeah, because um, a question that's related to that on the I'm being I'm fine with being single, but people keep asking me at weddings, when's your turn? Um, it can be difficult. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not fine with being single and people <laughs> keep asking me that and I just keep responding. Um, one day, my, my old tagline the first time I was on here when I was asked about your relationship situation. I'm in a long distance relationship <laughs> with my future wife. She just doesn't know it yet. Yeah. Um, that, that's normally my response to kind of joke around and then get out of the conversation. Uh-huh. But if you're fine with being single and you're saying, I want to use this season of singleness or my entire life of singleness for the glory of the Lord and serving him, then say it. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. Because eventually that's going to get tiring. That's going to get irritating and you need to say something and people need to know, okay, this is not an okay question to mm-hmm. ask anymore. Yeah. So it's okay to gracefully clap back at them and say, this is why God has put me here. And this is what God is doing in my life through this. And I'm going to leverage it as much as I can for the glory of his name. Period. Bottom line. Just say it. Yeah. Um, Interesting transition. Okay. Just go for it. So I'm not, I'm, I've been making these flow really easily. You've been doing a fantastic job. This one transitions a little bit differently, but it's still in the realm (laughs) of obviously dating because that's what we're all about here. Um, my mind goes blank and I feel really nervous and even sick when I talk to a guy I'm interested in. What do I do? I understand that because I get nervous and I get a knot in my stomach and it sometimes can be like the real I was just talking about when (laughs) you're standing in the presence of, oh yeah, you're really great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what I do. I just shut down. (laughs) Okay. So Uh, I used to be more this way. I'm not now. I I used to be this way too, especially with like a first date. I would get so nervous. And what are we going to talk about? What am I going to say? What am I going to do? And it would just be this ball of nerves, but I don't anymore. And 
as much as I know this is probably not what you want to hear, my answer in all seriousness is do it anyway. Hmm. And the more you do, the more you'll get used to it, the more you'll realize, hey, I do have things to talk about. The more you'll realize, and I'm not saying it'll just be this smooth thing. You may stumble over your words. You may embarrass yourself. You may whatever, but you still have, you just got to do it. I can't give you a script. We can't tell you, oh, say these things. Um, talk to him. Just just yeah. do it. And the more you do over time, you'll look back and say, wow, this isn't so hard anymore. This has gotten easier. This is better. Um, to where, you know, now... I know, okay, I don't know what to say, but I know because of my experience, I will have something to say in that moment. I will have something to say on that date. I will have something to talk about. And then you just go for it, but you have to have that experience to look back on. Yeah. My roommate hit me one time when I was kind of talking about something similar. Um, he he said, you know what? That's fear. That's fear Mm -hmm. talking. And you need to have more faith. Okie dokie. You are just a jerk because you're right. And I don't like when I'm wrong. Uh, but it is a, a, a not the full on faith over fear, bro, type yeah. mentality because I think that can be overplayed and wrongly played. But <laughs> it, we need to let go of fear. Mm-hmm. I'm saying this is someone that's fearful, and trust the Lord. Yeah, uh, I, I think that really is. It, it sounds way too simple to be true, but here's the newsflash: it really is. No, it is, and like if you like, I think what we fear. Or we feel fearful in that situation because it's like, oh my word, I'm going to embarrass myself and say something stupid. And then this person who was going to be my husband isn't going to like me because I said something dumb and I'm going to mess it all up and never get married. Yeah. Which taking it to, like, this is where you have to take things back to, like, their spiritual and theological, like, root, which is... You're saying that you think this person that God has picked out for you to be your spouse one day, you're going to say something dumb and thwart his plan in that. I'm sorry. You don't have that kind of power. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, if this person is who you're supposed to marry, you can embarrass yourself to the nth degree. And one day you're going to look back and y'all are going to laugh about that time yep. when you try to say something. And if it's not the person you're supposed to be with, it doesn't matter how smooth and charismatic you are. You're not going to be with that person. Nope. So. Yeah. Get out there. Embarrass yourself. Go for it. I'm really good at that. All right. Um, <laughs> we're going to rapid fire. Unfortunately, we're going to miss a few, but that is okay. Um, I'm going to change up a little bit okay. of what we said we were going to do, so just go I'm with it. I'm going with it. Um, this one, you already had a great answer. Or when we talked before, okay. you had a great answer on I just want you to touch on it real quick. Yep. Um, ironically, you'll see why. Uh, the question <laughs> is, I can't touch my boyfriend for like two years before marriage because of my college crazy rules. What do I do? Oh. Uh, you follow the rules. Yeah. And you, I mean, I think if this is something in all, in all seriousness, where even if the rules are a little bit over the top, you both have decided to go there. You Mm -hmm. both have said, okay, we're going to follow the rules of this institution Mm -hmm. and you need to do that. And if either one of you is wanting to push physical boundaries against the rules you've agreed to, regardless of what the rules are or what the boundaries are, I think there's some hard issues there on one or both of your parts that probably really need to be looked at. Um, Now, if you're just saying, what do I do? This is really tough. I get it. Two years, really long time, but I think you can build some self-control and restraint that you will look back on and be glad you did. Yeah. Now I will say like, if we're talking about, you can't hug the guy that's okay. Just follow the rules, Follow, follow the rules. Like, because I guarantee you probably had to sign some sort of contract mm-hmm. or covenant and your conscience is bound to that because you've done so yeah. in agreement before the Lord. 
Um, so I get it. Now, if you're talking about really pushing physical boundaries, check your heart uh-huh. because that's it's sinful. Um, but I, I will quickly caution against, because I know some of these schools can be legalistic, you need to watch out for legalism mm. and be very careful around uh, places or institutions that put pressures on you um, that are contra scriptures. Now, in terms of physical boundaries, I feel like they have a pretty good case for this. But if they're talking about trying to fit, we used to say uh, an ESV study Bible, systematic theology, and a BDAG, which is a, <laughs> it's a Greek textbook. You have to fit all three of those, which are massive thousand-page books. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I, my eye is twitching right now. But you need to submit to what you have bound yourself to. Yeah. Uh, let's just be careful with legalism out there. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, continue. Rapid fire. Yep. Parents and siblings of a Christian guy I like have weird beliefs or aren't living for the Lord. What do I do? My comments on this one, um, you need to look at where he's at uh-huh. and really see... Are there some skeletons in the closet of, is he this type of person? Yep. And he's just trying to play it up. But if you've known the guy for a long time and he's not like that, then he's not like that. Yeah. You have to be careful then of when you start dating and get really serious about that or you get married mm-hmm. of, if you have kids, you need to tell them, this is the boundary. This is what's wrong. Yeah. We don't agree with it. This is what scripture says. As a couple, you need to make sure that you are in line together and you're walking faithfully and pushing back against that. Um, honoring the father and mother. Mm-hmm. But I think from the guy's perspective, if he is clearly not that, and he has even said so and said, this is what's going on in my family. Yeah. I don't agree with it. I don't believe in it. This is yeah. where I'm at. Trust him on that one. Yes. And I think that's the key. If you, you have to talk about it and this is not a first or second date kind of thing. This no. is you're in a relationship moving towards marriage. But I think you've got to make sure you're on the same page with him about where mm-hmm. his family's at, because if he may be solid and on the right track and doing well, he also could have a blind spot where his family mm-hmm. is concerned to where you're sitting here going, Oh my word, this is weird. And yes, you're on track, but this is weird. And he is blind to that, that especially marriage kids down the road may cause problems because then it's, why do you not like my family? Yeah. But if he is eyes open, sees the weirdness for what it is, and y'all can talk about it and have boundaries and move forward, I think you'll be fine. But yeah, make sure you have a conversation about it to, and don't lead with, okay, let's talk about how weird your family is. But once you're, you know, down the road and y'all can have those conversations, just make sure you're on the same page about that. Well, and that's why I mentioned watch out for the skeletons in the closet. Because skeletons in the closet means he's covering it up. So just watch out for those things. But if he is openly communicating about it, move forward. Yep. Continue to move forward until you see a red flag. Agree. Um, Let's go to the one we really wanted to get to. We did have to ask for some context on this one. Um, And unfortunately, we're not going to be able to unpack it fully. But I kind of want to go back to this at some point in a future episode Mm -hmm. next season. Um, But the question is, I want to marry a good Christian guy, but I don't feel like I deserve one. Now, I really needed context to be able to answer this one because there's a lot that goes into that. Mm -hmm. Basically, it was coming out of church hurt, um, so bad church situation, in a good church now, but just trying to recover spiritually. But because of all of the the pain and trauma that was associated with that, feeling like it was undeserving. Did I kind of summarize that well? Mm -hmm. Um, So what would you say to that? You know, I actually just saw something on Instagram, I think, um, 
and I thought it was said well, where the, someone was reaching out and she was saying, I really like this guy. I'm really, he, he loves Jesus. He loves He's following the Lord. He's a great guy, but I'm afraid my past will be too much for him. And the, per, I can't remember who it was or I would give them credit, but she basically came back and said, you know, if he's truly loving the Lord and following him and that is truly your past, nothing's going to be too much for him. I mean, there's context and within reason, but the point being, he's not going to hold your past against you. He's not going to hold, oh, how it used to be against you. He's also not going to say, um, you're, you're not a good enough Christian for me. Now, if you're saying, okay, I have stagnated and I am not following the Lord like I should, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. That's And you need to work on that. Yes. And I can, I, I wouldn't fault someone for saying, I think you need to work on this before we move forward. However, if you are following the Lord, you are pursuing him and you are working through those issues from church hurt or people hurt at the old church or whatever it is, and you're making progress and you're really dealing with that correctly, a guy who, like you're saying, a godly man who's pursuing the Lord is not going to say, well, you're not doing that good enough for me. Or just, and I know as women, especially we're tempted to feel like I'm not doing enough or I'm not where I want to be. So just throw everything out. And I think we have to realize our walk with the Lord is a lifelong sanctification mm-hmm. process. Um, and we're not going to get to a place where we have arrived mm-hmm. ever. And so don't, don't hold yourself back. My, my statement and encouragement to that would be a question. Mm-hmm. Did Christ really pay the price for all of your sins? Yeah. If the answer is yes, then we're, we're really kind of done with the conversation there. Because the reality is I, I know so many out there from both the guys and the girls' perspective that pre-Christ, they were partiers. They were mm-hmm. alcoholics even though they wouldn't admit it. I've known people that were on drugs. I know people that were that slept around and then Christ. Mm-hmm. And it was it was the my favorite phrase that somebody had mentioned was one of their favorite episodes, but God. Mm-hmm. God stepped in and intervened. And if God really did through Christ pay the price for your sins and you have repented of your sins and trusted in him, Colossians says you are a new creation. The old self is gone, the new has come. So if you really are a new creation, a good Christian guy is going to see that and honor that yeah, and say, this is who you were, but by God's grace, it is who you are no yeah. longer. I mean, if God, if, you know, God says in, in Romans, there's no condemnation now for those who are in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. If you are talking about a guy and you're saying, I want to marry a good godly man, if he is going to condemn you, I, I would contend he might not be a good godly man because he's holding you to a standard that Christ himself does not. Think about the um, the the woman at the well, mm-hmm. right? Jesus is lining out everything that, that she had done. Yeah. Um, and then people were wanting to stone her. And what does he say? Let he who is without sin cast the first mm-hmm. stone. And these people just drop the rocks and walk oh. away. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I think we need to, to put that in the proper context yeah. because— Okay, we all have a past. Mm-hmm. We all have past sins. Now, we might say, well, I didn't sleep around and I didn't party. Okay, but you still sin. You did, and you're putting human uh, parameters on the mm-hmm. severity of what that looks like, yeah. whereas your white lie and your proud moment put Jesus on the cross just as much as 
sleeping around, doing drugs, killing someone, we we put levels to that. Yeah. And Let so. me just get in the guy's faces real quick. If <laughs> if you meet a girl who is now a believer, but a she slept around or she had a child out of marriage, and you look at her and say, "Well, um, I'm sorry, I can't do it." Okay. Well, let me ask you a question real quick. Have you ever lusted? Because Jesus says that mm-hmm. if you ever have lust in your heart, you have committed adultery. So you're in the same boat. Yeah. There's there's my uh, theological <laughs> clap back for you. There we go. Um, <laughs> let me let me make one quick comment, and okay. then we're gonna go to our last question. Um, that we're gonna we're gonna touch on um, this quick comment that I'm about to make okay. in another episode we're about to record. I just decided it. Awesome. Um, <laughs> so it's an encouragement that I have for everyone during the holidays and their singleness. It's three things that I've been learning this year okay. um, through a children's curriculum that I've been teaching. Um, it's on the omnipresence of God, the omniscience of God, and the omnipotence of God. Okay. Um, so if you're struggling with your singleness this holiday season, here's my quick three three point sermonette. Uh, and it will be quick. I was like, oh, dear. Yeah, we're, we're fine. Um, you're struggling with your singleness and feeling like God's forgotten you. Well, I'm sorry, but God is omnipresent, meaning he is always with you. And if mm-hmm. you're a Chris- Christian, God is always with you. So he has not forgotten you, and there's nowhere that you can go where he is not. So that, that shuts down that one really quickly. Um, well, God just doesn't know about my struggles with singleness. Well, I'm sorry, but God is actually all-knowing. So he knows. And he has at work in all things, and in that you can rest and trust him. Mm-hmm. So it puts that to death really quickly. Well, I'm just, I, I want to find someone, and, and I don't feel like uh, it's possible. Yeah. Well, God's all powerful, right? So your problems are not overcome, or he is not overcome by your problems because he's all powerful. Mm-hmm. So it puts those things to bed really quickly. But I'll say what my pastor said yesterday of God works in his timing and not yours. Probably what you're struggling with and what I'm struggling with is a lack of patience because I keep asking and I keep asking and Oof. I keep asking and I keep asking and for some reason it just hasn't happened yet. Well, luckily God <laughs> doesn't work on our timetables Yep. because I'd have a whole lot of things right now and I would still be a miserable wreck because God is in control and he has a plan. So that's like the really quick, um, we're about to hit on that a little bit harder. So if you're our <laughs> Patreon listeners, you're welcome. If you're not, now you know what you're, you're missing. missing out. <laughs> Last question, and it is a doozy. And let me just say, this is a real thing because we have the screenshots of it. And it's fantastically horrible. The question is, what do I do if my match wants to hypnotize me? You run fast and far and all of the other. Thankfully, she actually engaged with him a little and was like, oh, do tell. What do you mean? Oh, it's so funny. And it was funny, hilarious. Like, um, it, hypnotherapy, right, was kind of the, the tagline yeah, of it. Uh-huh. It makes you feel better. <laughs> like, no. Ryan. So Luckily, yes. you had a sense of humor of it because that is horrible. That but at the laugh. same time, my goodness, this is a real question. Yeah. Someone's tagline. Well, okay, starting out was so classy and something about you being really beautiful and then there was a comment and then immediately it was into hypnotherapy. Who asked that? You know, remember at the beginning, remember way back at the beginning of this episode, almost an hour and a half ago, when I said, you know, as a Christian, I don't think there is ever a situation when ghosting is okay. This is one of them. We found it. Run away. This is one. 
you owe nothing to him. You don't have to change his mind. You don't have to try to convince him of why he's wrong. You just say bye-bye and you get out of there. I wish so much weird guys didn't exist. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's all I can say. Who would all the weird girls marry? That is a valid point as well. (laughs) And on that terrible bombshell, it is time to wrap up this season of Looking for the Middle. It has been a blast. This is my first full season. Thank you all so much for listening. There is more to come. We are about to take a break for the holidays and jump right back into it with more recording, more episodes. But until then, we love you. We are so thankful for you. And Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas to you all. We will be back with our next season coming up not too long. Nope, it's not in February. And until then, I'm Dalton. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle.